Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here back with you on Street Talk Theology. We take our sound theology and bring it to the streets, and we are in the middle of a huge discussion. So we've covered the caste system in India. We've looked at the American non-solution of critical race theory. Uh, we've covered terms like intersectionality. Um, and we kind of left off with a term that uh, Pastor Michael or uh, Pastor Ashuk was talking about, white privilege. And then we ended the last show by saying, well, if there is so-called white privilege, right, why can't you repent of that and move on? Why do you have to put a, a system into effect? Why do you have to almost con continue to condemn yourself um, of something? It, so repentance, this is a great point, Ashu. So repentance is not enough, right, Michael? So I want you guys in, to kind of hit on that because that's, a, that's really, a, that's pretty profound, Pastor Michael. So maybe you can, um, you can pick, up, pick up where you left off. Yeah, uh, Ashok, you're going to say something. He's, yeah, he's, he's right. on the edge of his mic. <laughs> yeah, you see. <laughs> no, I have to let let this off my mind. Second uh, Corinthians seven ten. For the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret. Amen. And results in salvation. Uh, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Now you can have sorrow, sadness, and all these things that can spring forth from different. Uh, places right and if there is a right sorrow there is a right godly sorrow that brings repentance now this sort of a repentance this sort of an acknowledgement of uh, what evil that we have uh, done in front of god would lead to life and would lead to salvation but yeah. the, the but the kind of uh, repentance that we have here in the case of the social justice is a never-ending uh, guilt trap there is no end to this. There is no way that you're you're bound by your social structure. You're bound by where, where you're born. Uh, there is no redemption out of it. The only thing that you can do is live in some sort of a continual guilt state or a continual um, uh, continual state yeah. of repentance, it's, but not a godly repentance, which is also ironic because one of the leading, uh, you know, one of the big things that they raise against Christianity is that it's all guilt-based. <laughs> they uh, they raise their children based on guilt. They scare their children, and hence we have to free them by sending them to public schools and everything. But you see the entire structure of um, the uh, the Marxist ideology of uh, uh, in, uh, the critical race theory is built on guilt. You're guilting people into continuous repentance, and there is no there is no forgiveness at the other end. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not repentance. It it is perpetual penance. That's penance. that's what it is. Yeah, it is penance. You know, and uh, I like Almost how like James Catholic theology, right? I mean, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I and I completely agree. James White put it very well. He said, "There is therefore now great condemnation in the woke church." Yeah. You know that that that's clearly how it's it's positioned itself right now. And and the and again, if you if you go back to it, why is this happening? It's happening because critical race theory begins by making distinctions on the basis of race. And 
dividing people up on the basis of race. So you have to think like a racist to even use the framework. Whereas biblical justice, what biblical justice does is, as we've been talking about Galatians 3, completely takes away the thought process or the framework of racial division and says we are all one in Christ. So now you get to deal with one another properly. Now, see, I want us to be careful because suppose there is a white pastor who has been neglecting his black sheep, you know, the people who are the blacks in his community, the Hispanics in his community or the Indians in his community. Let's assume there's a white pastor who's always caring for the, 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 the people in his might not be the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, so there could be a pastor like that who's been having those kind of partiality and he's not been noticing it. And all of these conversations immediately wake him up and he comes one morning uh, to his church and he apologizes. He apologizes for. Praise for, the Lord. That's for, James, right? Doesn't James speak about that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, that is glorious, right? And so we're not saying white pastors cannot stand up in front of their churches and apologize for racist tendencies. That's fine. But the issue here is we've got, like Ashok was saying, pastors who have no racist mentality per se, guilt-tripped into thinking they are racist by virtue of the color of their skin. And they have to apologize, not for something they did wrong, but for something they represent, which is abhorring, which is, which is evil, which is sinful. Yeah, but they become almost like symbols, right? I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know, they become, right, Ashuk, they become symbols of, of racism because of uh, yeah. the color of their skin. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, you know, even when we look at the Bible, we see that such groupings existed even within the Bible, although it may not be on the basis of the color of their skin. It might be on the basis of, you know, those are the Samaritans over there. And, those, you know, those are the Pharisees over there. And uh, those are the zealots over there. And everybody had their own distinctions. And you find Jesus going everywhere, right? And he wasn't going to one community and telling them you're privileged and they're being oppressed. Or That's not what, what Jesus did. He drew all men unto himself because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the solution to racism is Jesus Christ. The solution to racism is the gospel. The solution to sin is the gospel. What's wrong from where we sit, where we sit up down here in India, we're looking all the way to the West and we're seeing all that's happening in America and we're baffled. We're baffled because we've got people trying to justify critical race theory and justify systemic racism Uh, I heard a pastor I respect come up and say, you know, there is systemic racism because, and you know, you guys need to understand what systemic racism means. All systems are made by sinners and therefore all systems are flawed. So we can say there is systemic racism. And, you know, I could kind of see where he was coming from. And I just basically felt like saying, you know, just because you redefine the word in your pulpit doesn't mean it redefines for the rest of the world. Mm. 
you need to understand what people are trying to propagate with these words you know and and what begins to happen is all of these things critical race theory or intersectionality or social justice tends to be just like you both of you said it tends to be the hiss of the serpent because it is evil ideologies presenting themselves in biblical words so it is social justice it is black lives matter but the force behind that and the ideology behind that is marxist it is sinful it is racist and it is divisive and you have churches and church leaders who are just opening themselves up to embracing this and i just feel like there is some kind of a blinding that's happening you know and uh, they're not able to see what what they're getting themselves into almost and, sounds like socialism too right i mean that yeah. yeah right i mean that ashuka i know you're ready yeah i just i the uh, in fact i started this time and uh, i because i couldn't hold myself back but yeah everything, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but yeah everything mike said pretty much uh, uh, yeah it's sad to see pastors who you've always held with great regard in your mind in your heart and that you learn great things for them from them and suddenly to see them all guilt tripped and what happens is once you're guilt tripped you don't make good decisions suddenly you're not led by the spirit suddenly you're not led by the scripture and it will start creeping into other things that they do as well so uh, th- so that's what uh, you know if one of i have a ton of white friends reformed christian believers from across the world and uh, if one of them would come and apologize to me or repent to me i'll ask them to go get a backbone that would be my reply to them that they be scriptural they they be uh, godly because once you're guilt tripped you're also giving up on those things um you know your objective thinking your ability to think through things look through scripture all those things would be compromised because people who are led by guilt would make bad decisions yeah brothers can i can i also just say one please, thing please uh, please i i you know for all the listeners to the podcast who are in america who might be listening here's here's just a perspective from an indian brother okay uh, i have seen this and this this i'm not generalizing anybody that's not what i want to do but i just want to say i have a few american friends i know and i notice a pattern and i don't know if it's a general american pattern but i've noticed that the american sentiment or the american approach to things can oftentimes be very pragmatic the the solution to everything is an is a new program it's a new framework it's a new thing that we can do we let's do this or let's do that uh, that's not so much necessarily where uh, indians maybe so the interesting thing is i did an internship with a few american brothers uh, and and some uh, sisters who had come down and we were all together we were doing this internship and program and the one thing they kept coming and telling me is you guys pray so much and and here you know we look at one another and go we you know we we don't pray much at all and so once we sat down and we had this discussion and i was telling them what do you mean we pray so much we think we pray so less and we sat down and we had a conversation and it was so interesting how everything spiritual or, or a lot of things spiritual that they always used to apply 
were pragmatic. It's it's that program or it's this or it's that or it's this. Whereas what we would tend to do is hold fasting and prayer or pray or have, you know, that kind of a mentality. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because when critical race theory and uh, intersectionality and all of these things crop up, there may be a tendency to look for pragmatic solutions. You know, that framework is helpful. Let's go back and find new frameworks and new systems. Let's listen to that school of thought. So we can take all of this and think about how to apply it in our church, how, how to teach in our church. You know, you've got literally, you know, with intersectionality, you've got pastors who are saying our church is not representative of our diverse culture. We have too many white people and less black people. So let's do something. Let's hire black pastors so we can increase our black community. And for me is brothers, stop finding programs to solve these things go kneel down and pray it is the lord who brings it is the lord who grows it is the lord who teaches it is the lord who does all these things what all you need to do is kneel down and pray and seek the will of the lord and he will bring to pass all these things that need to happen and so there's this mindset and so i think that's also forcing pastors to apologize because when they look at their church and they see that, okay, there is a small community of black people here, but it's not representative of the black people in our community at large. And so we need to cater to them. So I probably need to apologize. So more people come. I probably need to, you need to pray. You need to trust God and you need to preach the gospel and you need to preach the word of God. And you keep teaching it consistently and faithfully. God will grow your church into a multi-ethnic culture. Your programs won't. God yeah, does that. This is a great point. And you know something, and, and no, prayer, Ashuk, very, very important. But I remember, I remember sometimes, and, and this is, I'm just coming from this perspective. Prayer is so important. You need to entreat the Lord for everything. But I remember when, Joshua was on his face before the Lord. The Lord says, hey, dude, listen, you know they're sitting in the camp. Go get it out, right? I mean, so, you know, the thing is, so here's my, my thing, Ashuk, and, and, you know, and we do have about 10 minutes, so that's good. But here's my deal. You, we need to pray. We need to seek the Lord only. But sometimes, Pastor Michael Ashuk, we know what to do. We know we know they're sitting in the camp. We know Aiken's got the unclean thing. Go get it out. You know, uh, you know, and the thing is, I mean, Joshua, you know, on his face before the Lord, and the Lord basically said, hey, dude, listen, get that sin out of the camp. We can't move forward. And I think that's to Michael's point. However, you got to find out through prayer, through fasting, through reading your word, through fellowship of other brothers, when you find out, you need to do it. Right, I mean, Ashuk, am I right? I mean, that's biblical. I mean, go yeah, get, yeah. go, that's go right. to Aiken and find out where he's got that stuff and get it out and, and let's move forward. Ashuk. Yeah, yeah, that is a biblical approach, and that's how we uh, deal with sin or injustice or the sin, just the the sin that injustice is. Uh, we go back to the scripture. We apply the gospel. Um, the gospel is the solution 
for everything we never grow old of the uh, gospel in fact there's this point that sinclair ferguson uh, brings out in one of his sermons i can't quite remember which one it is but this is what he says as we grow in our christian life uh, we don't outgrow the gospel we don't learn the gospel first and then the new things in fact every single thing that we learn that is new that reinforces and expands our understanding and the depth of the gospel so all these things that we see when we see injustice we go back to our scripture we look at what the scripture has to say it and uh, then we apply it we'll see how god's law is being applied uh, throughout leviticus and everything and uh, is there any changes in the uh, in the uh, judicial law when it comes to the new covenant what does scripture have to say about it how does paul apply the law how does the how do the uh, uh the uh, the disciples and the apostles ap- apply the law how do they take care of the orphans and widows how do they uh, deal with uh, such problems what does what does the scripture have to say about government being good citizens uh, taking care of people around you and all these things the scripture speaks plenty about these things so we look at them and then we faithfully preach it and like the scripture says it is good it is sufficient and good for all good works not one or two good works not 99% of the good works but for all good works Yeah, that's a great point. And so I, I want to change. So here, you know, changing topics is dangerous with this crew because you know we, we you know, we change topics. But really, man, I'd love to bring this up because we don't have time right now to do another show. But this canceling of history. Now I know. This is my point. We, man, as Christians, we depend so much on our history. We depend on. Remember the old uh, markers they would put. you know they would you know you know so when your children come and see here the lord met you here and and here the world today just wants to forget about history and be so progressive we depend on our history now because I'm I'm being maybe a little selfish in the fact that I'm preaching now starting a sermon series not this week but next week on on first samuel i mean you know it, it, that's the history of how the king started to make to the ultimate king coming in christ So uh, Pastor Michael um in, in the in the limited time which is now probably uh 6 minutes 7 minutes what is this canceling history what, what what is this about what comes to my mind is when hitler in his rage wanted to wipe out the jews he wanted to wipe out their heritage so he set out to destroy every piece of history every article every single thing that ever existed that had any jewish uh attachment to it and completely eradicate it because that was that was what he was motivated to do we would call that hatred uh i think that's what we begin to see no one is saying that bad things haven't happened in history here you have in this podcast two indian brothers talking about faith our heritage our history is one where the white man oppressed our entire nation we were under the rule of the british but our heritage and our history is that we won freedom through nonviolence and that freedom was not necessarily fought by believers it was fought by secular it was fought by hindus it was fought by other people but the point is we could now fight to eradicate that history we could fight to eradicate every history but the point is we are who we are 
because of all the things that have added up through the centuries and god has used it all second thing as christians we need to understand that the author of history is god amen you really want to go and erase the pages of his book that's not something i want to do i don't want to mess with the history that god has ordained to happen to bring us where we are so i think it's his story right history yeah it's yeah it's his story for sure <laughs> and and when i hear the cancel history and all of this kind of stuff where they're going back and talk about uh, racial reparation and all of those kind of things what i see is hatred what i see is anger and that's not the gospel the gospel begins with forgiveness okay if we're talking okay let's let's talk as christians about critical race theory and imagine you're a black man who comes from a black community or a brown man or a hispanic where whichever community you're in and you've been oppressed don't what does the gospel them, tell you get them italians man yeah <laughs> so 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 what is the what does the gospel tell you forgive forgive your enemies love your enemies the gospel teaches you to forgive you begin by saying oh that's fine i i have forgiven them the point is that we are set free from the shackles of this rage or anger that might bottle up or come up in us because we've been freed by Jesus and they don't block us anymore so when people talk about canceling history and all of these things my reaction is that's hatred that's anger that is indicative of the lack of the gospel that's just nowhere near the bible because i'll tell you what these people are going to keep canceling history as much as they can and finally at one point they're going to have to cancel the old testament and parts of the new testament yeah okay so we got listen so here's my thing we got 3 minutes ashuka we're going to make you close here's here's I'm going to give it the bible says if the sun makes you free you're free indeed right we don't want to cancel our history right Close us out, man. Close us out. Three minutes. You got the show, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know how I'll follow that. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was fire. Michael's on. Michael's on. That's the Michael's on fire. <laughs> yes, th- this topic especially gets him. It hits his, uh, you know, th- those spots that gets him really um, uh, angry. But yeah, so like like I always say, everything that Mike said, and. Um, Uh, yeah so everybody wants to take uh, scripture that they way, the way that they want to take it right what is convenient to them uh, i think i was recently joking with someone that uh, uh, i uh, if i see feminists and or even the egalitarian women pastors per se pastors in double quotes if i meet them i, I want to walk up to the, them and say you know we uh, we take gender equality very serious in the scripture Uh, so it it is unfair that all the important characters are men so in in our church we uh, we refer to satan with the uh, female pronouns and just see their <laughs> reaction to that uh, nobody wants to be that right the feminists don't want that or um, nobody wants that in fact uh, we want to pick and choose what we need from the scripture all these uh, things that we hear egalitarianism uh, feminism and uh, the so called social justice intersectionality all these things are human beings trying to create their own structure of justice or it's a perverted uh, view of what justice is and it is rebellion towards god um and what we do as <laughs> we try to be 
faithful um, stewards of the word of god we preach it we um faithfully we preach it we try to uh, live uh, the gospel out by uh, according to the grace that has been given to us according to the holy spirit that dwells within us and then we we just have to be faithful to that and lord will take care of his church god will take care of the problems within church and um uh, inequalities and everything we just have to be faithful to what is given instead of inventing uh, new things and trying to figure out new frameworks and methods to solve these issues you know praise the lord this has been this has been pretty cool pastor michael ashu but we do we're out of time i you know i'm going to be bugging them to come back we got this some other issues that i wanted to talk about i just we don't have the time today i got to get ready for a sermon michael's michael's got to start getting ready pastor michael's got to get ready for a sermon and ashu's got to go back to his life a little bit but you know this was an honor uh with you gentlemen but i do i do got to cut it off now and say this is Pastor Dominic Romali on Street Talk Theology. We take our sound theology and bring it to the streets in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Thank you.